Hey, how you doing? I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson. It is the 21st of December, day 21 of Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar. 24 daily podcast to take you right up to Christmas as I look to see if it is possible for me to ever love Christmas again like I did back in my younger days. An addendum to yesterday's show first, where I felt I failed this year, was in terms of not seeing my friends this Christmas owing to the daily demands of this calendar, which still stands. But I just want to be clear that I think it would have been different otherwise. I remember last Christmas, in fact, catching up with a bunch of uh, the few work colleagues I did get on with from a great evening shift job from back in the day. And uh, I'd made a conscious effort to do that last Christmas. The idea had been knocking around for a few Christmases. It had always fallen at the last hurdle. But uh, we went through with it last year and uh, it really was a, a lovely evening. And I have missed something like that this year. If we're going to go down the syrupy American learn something at the end of the sitcom route, I'd say the big thing I've learned in doing this calendar is that whether you like Christmas or not, you can swerve its insane commercial side and dip in and take aspects of it to build your own smaller scale Christmas. It is a time for remembering what your life has lost, but also too, I think, for recognising what you have. I think I've done that. Whether or not I've fallen in love with Christmas again or not is irrelevant. I would have settled for this increased awareness of what the festive period can give you. I think for so long I've probably looked down my nose at Christmas. I've looked at it as some sort of dumb X factor for the masses thing once I'd disengaged with it so I could feel better about not liking Christmas. I thought it too vulgar and beneath me. But Christmas is... I guess, what you make it. I wish maybe that I could have felt this a long time ago. But you know, the first liver spots aren't quite breaking through. There's time. The silver age of Ruiz Ties and Christmases, if not this year, may debut in a Christmas not too far away. Every day I open a door to my advent calendar. If you're listening to this on iTunes, then visit holdfastnetwork.com where you'll be able to see the pictures behind the doors each day. Behind today's door is a picture of the interior of the cafe I'm in now, a place I've spent so much of my life in. That's the tall glass you can see that the coffee comes in. You might be able to pick up on the building work going on outside there, redoing the cafe sign, which has always, for as long as I can recall, been indistinct. When I was a kid, and I'd watch Coronation Street, which, you know, back in the day, really probably was the best sitcom in the country with Stan and Hilda, I always dreamed of finding a place, a local like the Rovers. I never quite managed that in the days before I became a teetotal. Certainly not in the world of pubs. But I think I found my rover's return with the cafe. I found this place in the summer of 2001 in between losing my parents and it probably saved me. I love coffee. I have done since I was a small boy. I'm Mediterranean. It's a part of our culture. By the time I got the kid cop role, I was already into coffee and I was only eight when I landed the part. The cafe gave me 
a home when I just did not stop moving. It gave me something I recognised, something stable in my life, something that was there for me every day. In here I can come in and I can shut things out, I can focus on my work. It's a massively important place for me, though in the last year or two I have been ready to leave it behind. I have thought for a while that it would be healthy to retreat from the cafe and find something new, something that isn't associated with some painful memories. But I'm talking about the cafe today because this is Christmas and I have spent so many Christmas Eves in here, usually alone I think. Christmas Eve 2010 in here was crushing, everything had gone wrong. The year before that though was as important, perhaps slightly more optimistic. I still had fight left in me and it was the first Christmas without my close friend who passed away in the summer. We'd been knocking around together for 30 years. He used to come to the cafe with me. He was in my life longer than my mum. He was more than a friend, both to me and my family. And in that period when he got sick, my life had, as I've talked about, completely unraveled. And one of the consequences of that was that I simply couldn't write. It had first happened to me when I lost my mum. I didn't write for two years. I remember the moment I realised I couldn't write. I was actually in Spain, sitting with my feet in the water of a swimming pool, my later script at my side. I thought, take some work with me on this trip. The medication I was on at the time had started to kick in and I just couldn't write. I just had this block and that was the first moment I realised it. And I remember telling myself it didn't matter then. I had bigger battles to focus on with my friend with the writer's block that came with his loss. I was nine years older, wiser, more damaged too, probably. Numb to the grief, but this time without the pills. I'd thrown myself into not the healthiest relationship to focus on anything but losing my friend. My career was at a standstill. I'd broken my foot. I'd taken the job I mentioned in door six when the woman training me reckoned she might have caught lice of her kid. And I ended up having that disciplinary that inadvertently introduced me to the sponge. And then amongst all of this, I couldn't write and it was really worrying me because I am a writer. If I can't write, I'm never going to make any money. And I was hobbling around everywhere on this broken foot that had been misdiagnosed. And on those long, painful walks home, I'd rack my brain trying to work out what my next piece of work was. And then one day, three months before Christmas 2009, the story slowly came to me. I realised what the story was. It had been there all along. It was about loss. It was about a bunch of friends losing one of their number and how different that is from losing a parent and once I had that germ of a story I slowly systematically began to put it together piece by piece I'd never worked so slowly I had no confidence it was like I was teaching myself how to write all over again I made hundreds of pages of notes I put together notes too on 300 separate bits of card and I still wasn't confident that I could write it Christmas Eve 2009 I came here and I sat down in the cafe and I was so excited to start the script that morning but also in awe of the piece of work, the idea that was in my head. It was like I was taking baby steps but arguably one of the most important moments I've had as a writer. I was a long way away from the writer much sought after a few years earlier. I was yesterday's man, commissions were down to a slow trickle. As hard as that piece was to write it took me three months, I think, in all, twice as long as I could usually complete the script in. And despite the interest it generated before coming up short in terms of being sold, it was a better piece of work than the work that did sell. 
it had an integrity to it that some of my earlier work didn't have. My experiences had taken me to another level. Everyone should have a place like this cafe in their lives, I think. And I think many of the same people who've been coming here for as long as I have probably feel the same way. I can think here. Today I've been mulling over ways to make money over Christmas and I'm contemplating hiring myself out to frugal present givers. I turn up at their house as the presents are being given out with some awful presents of my own to deflect attention from their own cheap gifts that they're given out. I love coming here on Christmas Eve. This place has been so important to me over the lost Christmases and now that I've eased myself away from those Christmases, slowly I'm bringing this place with me as I move on to the next stage of my life. Here, no matter what the reality of my situation was at times, here it was possible to dream, and never more so at Christmas. Let's do this again tomorrow. Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar is a Holdfast Network production. Visit holdfastnetwork.com or download the show on iTunes. For more of Daniel's work, visit 1607westegg.wordpress.com and you can follow him on Twitter at 1607westegg.